Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. That was a pretty darn good football game last night to kick off the NFL season. Hopefully we'll get more of that on Sunday, week one of the NFL season, and uh, plenty of more weeks to come. But the Bucks and Cowboys put on a show. Air attack was out. The over-delivered. Look, it kind of stuck on 28-26 for a long time, didn't it? For sure. Felt like. Uh, I mean, I had the easiest pick yesterday of all. I mean, you guys questioned me. You said, ha-ha, Brett, you have the first pick, and you're going with nine and a half points? For sure. Ah, it was a gimme like the whole way almost. I was never worried about Who the over. Who was sweating the most? Austin Lane was sweating the most with, so with Tom with Tom Brady the the end the the current MVP. No, nah, I wasn't sweating at all, man. I knew he was gonna come back and win it. You knew it. Was that offensive interference? No. Hundred percent. No. No. Come on now. No. I'm a I'm a defensive guy, and it's no. I mean, let's all right. Let, let's theoretically let's be honest real quick. Let's say I'm playing wide receiver, and Brent's trying to cover me. Let's say that supposedly I push off with maybe getting a quarter of my arm extended. Do you think Brent Martineau falls over in that situation? Do you think Brent Martineau gets whiplash from whipping his head back uh, like you saw last night? Probably not. I think the, the Oscar or the enemy or whatever you want to give him, I think it goes to that dude. I think he flopped. Um, and there's no way you go down without some kind of acting. Really? That's interesting. I, I didn't look at it that way because I just think all the momentum's going. Now, it's a back shoulder play, mm-hmm. so it's meant to get some separation. I just thought there might have been a little bit of extracurricular. Now, it's a beautiful throw, beautiful play. Everything about it was really good. So I have less of a problem with it because I think it is a little deba- – it's certainly debatable whether he extended his arm a lot. Mm-hmm. I just thought the creation of separation on the play was because of the shove of some kind. Really hard to tell what how impactful the shove is. But uh, I thought it was because of the shove, the separation. So, okay, then let me ask you this. If there wasn't a shove, and like I said, I don't think there was a shove, but let's, let's say for the sake of the argument, there wasn't even an arm extended. Yeah. Can the defender make the interception? No. Okay, then. But I don't know if the receiver makes the catch is my point. Like, I don't know if he gets separated and turned because they were, the way they were locked up. It was pretty good coverage. But he fell over. Well, yeah, well... But like, well, it, would he, he have fallen over is a different story. I said, you a, asked if he'd get the interception. I, well, exactly. I don't think he would have fallen over. But let's be honest, he he wouldn't have got the interception because he was falling down. Oh, no, I don't think he oh. – I just don't think it was a ball that you were going to pick off. It's a back oh, shoulder okay. play. Okay. Now, could he get an arm in there or something like that if he's on balance? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he was going to fall down either way. I didn't really look at it at, at that. It felt like more the initiation of contact. But either way, it had a little – broke it down, man. What were we thinking? We should have gone to the wall that says it all. That's what I'm saying. But, hey, that's a good football game. When you have, first of all, a good ending, you have all the passing and the big plays, you have some turnovers, and there was some sloppy nature to that play, too. You have a, a duel at quarterback, which was terrific, and then you have a little bit of controversy. I mean, I think we could sit here and debate that play all day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and pick a side. So if I was a Bucks fan, I'd be, I'd be pretty unhappy about that play. I'm sorry, a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. be pretty unhappy about that play. Although the Cowboys probably earned a lot of respect around the league for the way they played last night. Dak Prescott certainly did. Mm-hmm. I thought Dak Prescott's a bigger story than Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady, we kind of know who he is. Dak Prescott, man, the way he's played the last two years when he has played mm-hmm. shows the level of elite play. I mean, like, he is, like, in that elite category, which I never thought Dak Prescott would get to that category. He was elite last night. 
Sure. And we'll see if that trend continues and if he can stay healthy. No, for sure. I think, I mean, in, in terms of that offense for the Cowboys, yeah, it was um, they're firing on all cylinders. You can tell that the game plan was not to run the ball no. in the middle away from v, uh, Vita Vea. But I wonder how long you're going to sustain that. Because I remember it was last year during the playoffs we were asking how long could Big Ben throw 50 times a game without running the football. And that's what you saw from Dallas last night. Now, you have the weapons, you have the firepower to win games. Make no mistake about it. And you play in a division where you should be winning some games. But I'm not sure if that style of offense is going to be conducive to make a Super Bowl run or not. Now, maybe they change it up. Maybe it was just featured for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they do have a, a pretty solid interior. But, man, you want to talk about pass after pass after pass last night. It was crazy. Yeah, I was a little surprised at how much. I mean, when you have 35 pass attempts in like the first half, that's mm -hmm. a little, it seems ridiculous. It seems mm -hmm. a little crazy, but that's a very good run defense. They were like first in every category possible last year. Mm -hmm. And so I get it. I mean, why run to their strength, right? Why, sure. why call plays to their strength? And a lot of the plays they called were kind of those passes that look like runs to kind of get it out of the hands and dump it off and get it in some sideways plays, you know, yeah. and see if you can pick up six, seven yards. They weren't intended all to be downfield. So I didn't, I didn't mind the game plan. I just thought Dak Prescott was good. I mean, the offensive line, it was like a, it, it, it was like a, a, a dam that was about to break. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, man, they were holding that water, yeah, <laughs> they sure. were holding that, but it looked like it was about to break so many times last night yeah. with that bucks front seven and, Cowboys held just enough, and Dak was patient enough. He didn't panic. He delivered, uh, even though I felt like he was under more pressure than probably hits that he even took. No, for sure. I mean, it was the the, the show was revolving around him last night, and he stepped up. I thought Amari Cooper. Um, it was a little bit of a coming out party to him. Yeah. Now he's got he's got to secure every single one of the passes. You know, he had a, he had a dropper or two there. Um, you know, Amari Cooper had a big game as well. Yeah, I think. I mean. I'm not ready to say that the Cowboys are the, are the toast of that division, but I think it was a great performance against a great defense, against a great team in the Tampa Buccaneers. And uh, I just don't understand how Tom Brady can still do it after all these years and how Gronkowski seems to be playing some of the best brand of football he's ever played, which makes no sense to me because a couple years ago, the guy could barely run with his hips. So it it's just, uh, it, it it's insane just how, I don't know. And it's one game, so I don't want to get too involved in it and put too much on it. But when you saw that Tampa offense last night, it's like, well, who's going to stop them? Yeah, themselves a little bit, right? Sure. I mean, from oh, Leonard yeah. dropping the ball yeah. to, yeah. So that so Chris Godwin fumbling by the end zone. Yeah, and now we're going in to really put the game away at that mm -hmm. point. Uh, you know, is it possible? Like, I don't, nothing Brady does surprise me anymore. First of all, the guy looks like he's 25. I mean, whatever he does. I mean, to in in this whole health kick and no coffee and no whatever and all this stuff. I mean, it's worked for him, you know. Uh, you know all that thing with the trainer in New England. I mean, heck, guess what? Brady and the trainer won. The guy's still sure. playing really good football. Whatever he's doing, yeah. All right, yeah. We should all sign up to do if we could afford it. Mm -hmm. uh, and Brady, I will always say this: as long as you have your fastball, you're fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nolan Ryan could pitch late into it like more than anybody else because he could still throw it 97 mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i mean if you can still throw the ball hard and get it there well your smarts take over you can play and you know as long as you can move tom brady's gonna keep doing this yeah and again there were signs that there's nothing off his fastball godwin actually dropped another one down the field that was a beautiful throw by brady so i might be more impressed 
with the ability of Gronkowski to now get it done. Because you're mm-hmm. right, man. He looked like the Terminator had gone down yeah, for a sure. couple years ago. For like sure. He looked like Humpty Dumpty. Mm. He really did. He yeah. went from the Terminator to Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. And now he's back. Yep. And he people couldn't bring him down. They had to blow the whistle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They had seven guys trying to bring him down yesterday, yep. making one-handed catches. I might be more impressed with the way Gronk looks right now mm-hmm. than even Brady just because Brady I'm not surprised oh yeah we, we've seen it non-stop from Brady with Gronk it seems to be a little bit of a resurgence now so for sure and I don't know if he can do it all year but I mean I think we used to ask that question but he looks physically fit to the point where See, yeah maybe I don't he even, can do it all year you're talking about Gronk or Brady yeah Gronk I, and I don't think Gronk even has to do it all year like I think eventually they they incorporate uh Cameron Brate and OJ Howard a little more as well so I mean it's I don't know. In terms of offensive skill and firepower, I mean, I get we always talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, as we should, because they have, they have speed, Tyreek Hill, um, Travis Kelsey. But in terms of receivers, you saw from Antonio Brown last night, who also had a drop, who should have had another touchdown more than likely. Um, I don't know if anybody's matching the skill positions that they have, excluding the running back position like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it's uh, pretty skilled. You're right. Uh, Now, I'll say this. The defense, which was so good at the end of last year, and I think they still are very strong in their front seven, Mm -hmm. this is why it's hard to repeat and why it's hard to get on teams that have done it last year moving into this year. You look at their secondary already, it's pretty beat up. Sure. Right? Uh, Now, again, they still have a lot of good players. They can can afford a couple injuries here or there. But it's just something to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they're already down one safety. And I think they lost a corner and a safety. I mean, so some significant injuries there to their back end uh, in Tampa. But heck of a football game. And hello, NFL season. I'm not one of these guys, by the way. I was like, yes, I woke up yesterday. The NFL is back. Like, I just don't get like that about it. I don't get like that about baseball or anything else. I mean, okay, bring it to me when it comes. Mm -hmm. But it was nice to watch. I will say that. And it delivered. I mean, it, it really delivered. And hopefully... Uh, that's a sign of things to come. One last thought about the Cowboys, and we switch over to where we are in Jacksonville. It's a weird thing, but they, like, have to learn how to win, man. I mean, they're not that different than we talk about here in Jacksonville. Like, the Cowboys yeah. are loaded up. Yeah. But if you look at what they've done or not done yeah. over the last couple of decades, you ask yourself, like, do they know how to win? And it's probably a bit unfair. I mean, Brady got the ball back with plenty of time on the clock. There were a lot of quarterbacks that could have driven down the field, kicked the field goal to win it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, well, and especially because Dallas's kicker did him zero favors well, either. And he doesn't get a lot of love. We talk about the pass interference. What about the Dallas kicker, though? Yeah, and, and that didn't help. Yeah. Um, but so that was just a football game. My point is, like, anybody could have lost that game. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think if Dallas had the ball last, they would have gone down and won. Well, maybe with the exception of the kicker. Who knows? Yeah. Right? But – so this might be unfair to single it out, but it just felt the same old stuff. It felt like, all right, Dallas still doesn't know how to win a game. Like, they don't know how to put it away. They, yeah. they have not known how to win, is my point. They've been way more competitive, and they have way more wins than the Jacksonville Jaguars, for an example, over the last 12, 15 years. But they've won just as little <laughs> in the grand scheme of yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, well, they've won, what, the division two times in the past five years, I think it is? And, like... And no that, playoff games. No, for sure. But, like, I mean, you win the division, that that means something. But in Dallas, now that's an expectation, um, especially in the division that you play in. Say, like, they're a pretty crappy division. No, for sure. So expectations right now in Dallas, they're high because you have the talent. Um, you know, you're still trying to find that right coach, but you have all the pieces, it seems like, to win ballgames. And you have an owner who will do anything in his power to win. 
And yeah, you have a couple of division titles, but you have nothing to show from those as well. So I agree with you. I mean, I think expectations are high and they they don't know maybe how to win the big ones quite yet. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if you're going to lose a game, the defending Super Bowl champions, the way you did it. Yeah, there's some stuff you can take away from there. But like, I think if you're feeling pretty good right now, if you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I would, too. I mm-hmm. would, too. I, well, and by the way, the reason why that you would feel good is because Dak looked so good. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, well, if I got that guy, I can win. Yeah. Right. That, mm-hmm. Why do we feel good around here? Why, why did I tweet five minutes after that game? They threw for 800 yards and threw it 106 times and seven touchdowns. We got a guy that can maybe do that over the next however many years. Oh, talking about Trevor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for no, sure. No, for, for real. Sure. Like, that's the NFL. Yeah. Like, that is the NFL. That yeah. is football. Now, not everybody's going to throw it 50-something times. you got to be able well, to win it, in a variety of ways. And I would rather they didn't throw it 50 times. I know, and a lot of people still yeah. won't. And, yeah. and in the, but you've got to be able to do it when you need to do it. Sure. Right? Sure. And if you go back to Jacksonville, you're like, well, okay, they can do it. I mean, listen, David Garrard wasn't going to throw it 55 times in mm-hmm. one game. Blake Bortles, I told you before, the numbers is you better keep it under 35 or you lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, Gardner and Foles, and those guys are not built to do that. Sure. This guy might be built to do that. Sure. Like, and I'm not saying he's built to do that Sunday and, and in week eight in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. But down the road, Trevor Lawrence figures to be a guy that if he needs to launch it up 55 times to win a game, he can do that. Yeah. And you can put it in his hands to do that and trust him to do that. I I mean, I, I tweeted it out, but I mean, I mean it. Like, that is a big deal in Jacksonville that you now have a guy that might be able to go toe-to-toe down the road with some of these other folks because that's the way the game is played. It's it's played sometimes on a Friday night like that. Sure. It's played on Saturdays like that. And it's played on Sundays like that. Now, you throw it 55 times every game, you're probably not going to win all the time. This is true. Right? Uh, you have to be able to do other things, and that's what Tampa can do. They can run it when they need to, maybe. They can play defense, certainly. So the Jags will have to fill in those things, and the Cowboys still have to prove they can do those things. But uh, the Cowboys need to learn how to win, you know, and that could have gone a long way yesterday if they had won that game, beat the defending champs in their place on opening night and Dak plays like that. Mm. There's got to be a little bit of a feeling in Dallas that says, hey, Dak played like – Maybe the best I've ever seen him play, and we lost. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a bit concerning just as much as there's hope right now in Dallas. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think knowing in your back pocket that you have a quarterback in, in Trevor Lawrence that can probably throw up 50 times is always a good thing to have. But at the same time, when I look at this Jaguars team right now, um, I don't want him throwing it 50 times. I don't even want him throwing it 40 times because, like, I want to be – like, I understand we're not going to be like the Dallas Cowboys right now. Um, we're not going to be like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the, or the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, if we can be like the Buffalo Bills, then that's great. If we can be the Cleveland Browns, fantastic. Well, Josh Allen sometimes throws the, throws the ball below 30 times a game. Yeah. And and, and then he's always an MVP contention. Yeah. yeah, so I will go – but to me, like Josh Allen's like, you know, he's a top five quarterback, top three quarterback. But, like, they don't even put it all on him all the time. Like, he still has a running game regardless of who the running back is back there, whether it's Singletary, whether it's Zach Moss. But, like, he has to make the big throws when he's dependent to make the big throws, and he does. So if Trevor Lawrence goes out there and he only throws it 25, 30 times a game, I'm all for it as long as those throws are on the money. Yeah, that's a really good point. It goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. Remember I gave you the – when we were saying, okay, well, what's each rookie going to do touchdowns, interceptions? Mm-hmm. And I went back and, and I saw Russell Wilson is a great example of this. Nowadays, he'll throw it 50-something times if they need to, right? Yeah. He'll have well, every, well, every remember, time. They used to, then they stopped doing that. And then that's when they started losing. Yeah, because, well, that's because true, They, tried to slow they the tried game to down. run the ball and yeah, slow the yeah. game down because yeah. – but I'm saying he can win you one of those games, sure. right? I mean, he can you – know, the ball in his hands all the time is a good thing. That's not how it used to be for him. 
Mm. And, and that's the point. And re- the quarterbacks grow. <laughs> they, yeah. you, you look at, you're looking at a seasoned Dak Prescott now. Like, mm-hmm. he couldn't have done that in his rookie year. Maybe in year two. Maybe not even year three. Now you get to year four, five, six. Now you can start to take the reins of that. Mm-hmm. All quarterbacks alike go all the way back to Brady. They didn't ask him to do this. Yeah. Back when they won the Super Bowl over the Rams. No way. They said, Tom, don't make mistakes and hand it back uh, to, to whoever's running the football and our defense is going to play tough. Well, that's what they did with Seattle, too, uh, with Russell Wilson. So I go back to that. I think he had 3,200 yards in his rookie year. Uh, I think he played every game he did and uh, had, like, 27 touchdowns and 10 picks. So to yeah. your point, this is not going to happen overnight, but I do think you can forecast down the road that, you know, you have potentially a guy that can that can win a shootout mm-hmm. <laughs> in the league, and very few times has that happened in Jacksonville. That, that's really the point um, of the story overall. A good week. Hey, Carson Wentz is going to get the start uh, for Indianapolis. Miraculous recovery for Wentz. I know, man. It's crazy. You know, we were talking about, is he going to be out through the first half of the season? What are they going to do? Do they bring in Nick Foles, all this stuff? And um, I guess we were panicking about nothing because the dude's back. Now, now, how reliable is he going to be? What percentage is he in terms of health right now? We don't know. I do know with a guy like Carson Wentz, who, you know, is – I don't want to say he's a dual threat guy, but he's mobile and and he relies on being mobile to create plays and, and open up things. He probably won't have that in his arsenal week one. So then what is that going to look like being more probably of a traditional drop back passer? Yeah, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see with Wentz because here's one thing about Indianapolis already been banged up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they've been kind of disjointed by injury and Wentz to me doesn't feel like When's he get his swagger back? Like you can tell when a, a player has a swag to him, mm-hmm. right? It, their body language says something. There's there's just something about it, and you wonder if um, he gets that back or when does he get that back, and then can he play to the level? What's got to go on to do that? So uh, we'll see about uh, Carson once they got a big one coming up uh, with Seattle yeah. uh, to open the season. Yeah, I think it's kind of a testament to a little bit of how good of a coach Frank Reich is because. If you and once again, like even before Carson Wentz was announced that he was going to start against the Seahawks, I mean, I, I felt like people weren't really worried about the Indianapolis Colts like being a, a bad team. Even though you, you lost Quentin Nelson a little bit, even though T.Y. Hilton, who's been your staple receiver, is going to be out a little bit with a neck injury, like they have all these things counting against them. But I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, the Colts. I mean, they're in trouble. What's going to happen with?" Them? I mean. It's business as usual for the Indianapolis Colts. And I don't know if it's because of depth. I don't know if it's because the the style of offense that they run with with Jonathan Taylor now and Naeem Hines and and all those guys. But, like, I've never got a sense of panic with the Colts. And, and it's baffling to me. Mm. Uh, well, they knew something was up, I guess. They didn't need to go trade for anybody, all that stuff. But uh, we'll see what happens. That's one of the big games. There are a lot of good games on the schedule in this opening week. Mm-hmm. I said it yesterday. If you're in a survivor pool, it's not the easiest you know, yeah. you might have to take that gamble on the Jags. You know, mm-hmm. you might have the 49ers lines. How much do you really trust the 49ers? I mean, do you really trust them? Carolina and the Jets. But outside of, like, those couple of games, there are there are a lot of pretty good games you could see going either way. It could be a heck of an opening weekend in the NFL. We'll do our picks a little bit later on the show. What about Jacksonville? What about the Jaguars? What about the Texans? What's the latest coming out of Houston? Latest coming out of Jacksonville headquarters? We'll take you there when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 on a Friday opening week in the NFL season. Can't wait till Sunday. Check the Jags game out. 1 o'clock on CBS 47. But 
far as defensively, um, just a really sound defense. They don't try to necessarily trick you. They don't have a bunch of crazy looks and you know all these different coverages. They keep it pretty simple, but the tough thing about that is when you keep something simple, they, everyone's exactly where they're supposed to be, so it makes those windows tighter. Um, they do a really good job when they play man coverage of not giving up big plays, so that'll be a challenge, um, but definitely Definitely like, definitely like what we've seen from our group, but um, yeah, they do a good job. Zone eyes, really good job reading the quarterback. Like they've, they've forced 10 turnovers this preseason, which is you know three games. That's a lot of turnovers. That is Trevor Lawrence makes his debut on Sunday in Houston. One o'clock on CBS 47, 11:30 countdown to kickoff. We get it all rolling. We've got NFL for you right here on ESPN 690, like we did last night with the Bucks Cowboys. You could hear. A lot of the NFL this year right here on ESPN 690. Plus Florida State tomorrow night. You got them on ESPN 690 as well. Coverage starts at 6 o'clock. So make sure you tune in. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey on a Friday in studio too. (laughs) It's kind (laughs) of weird to be in the studio. I love being on the road. Uh, But nice to be here on a Friday as we get ready for uh, the Blitz scoreboard show and Friday night Blitz coverage across the area. Rain, rain, go away. I hear it's supposed to be okay out there, but it could be a little stressful on those fields uh, right up until the early evening hours. So next couple hours will be key if you're going to get some rain is what the first alert weather team is telling us. Uh, By the way, nice video, Austin Lane. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. What do you think uh, the hours spent on that video? Like how much time allotted to that video? Uh, I did some of it on Wednesday, so I'd probably say a good 30 minutes of, like, trying to find, literally for trying to find a song that wasn't, like, I would get, you know, banned yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And then today during our program meeting was probably a good 45 minutes uh, of that time was spent making the video. Yeah, so good. I'd probably say a, probably an hour if we're being realistic. Okay, that's not total. bad. That's pretty good work in an hour, man. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, I do it myself when it's pretty simple. So. I like it. Yeah, man. I like it. Thank we can hire you in the editing department. Now downstairs. we're talking. Now we're talking. Um, that is uh, that is good stuff. If you haven't seen it, check out Austin on Twitter. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, just retweeted it. Sure. But uh, I know you like it out there. Yeah. All good ideas get copied oh, in these for parts, it? too. Ah, so it is what it keep is, Keep an eye on uh, who you share those ideas with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I'm just happy some of the competition gave me some props. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. That they did. So. Uh, that cool. is very nice. But you're Nothing not getting but a raise. No, no. Trust me. I understand <laughs> that. I don't control that. <laughs> hey, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are. I don't know. Maybe you are. Good for you. I, th- I think we're all good. Send that to the bosses. I think we're all good. No worries. Hey, I don't do it for the raises, Brent. I hey, do it for uh, the love of the game. I do uh, say one one other thing. Off to a hell of a start in the fantasy football world, knock on wood. How'd you do last night? Good? I had Tommy, Tommy boy. Oh, you had Tom Brady? And I had okay. uh, Amari MVP Cooper. MVP candidate. I'm uh, Amari Cooper? Yeah. Dang. Not a bad start. I got you. Right? I, I, Chris I mean, Godwin, every Dallas so. receiver actually contributed pretty nicely. Sure, sure. Uh, and I would assume most, although Mike Evans didn't have a big game, right, for the No, Bucks. Mike Evans didn't, which is a little surprising. Like Gronk, exactly. obviously, yeah. and then uh, Godwin Chris and Godwin Antonio had a big Brown. One. Yeah. Shout out to Marcel Robinson for, for some reason, Gronk's his tight end, so that was awesome. Oh, really? For some reason, yeah. For I'd, some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but so now I got to uphill battle with oh, Marcel. Oh, you're dealing with him. Oh, you hate because Gronk is, is Gronk again. I'm, I'm not happy about yeah. it. Yeah. CD right. Lamb, by the way, catch some of those balls that you dropped I in know, the right. first quarter. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. It was one of those. Different league, I, but still. I, I, I thought that was a bad pass initially. By I was like, what is he doing? I thought he had another receiver to the left. Dak Prescott, the one over the middle. Yeah. And, and it was a beautiful pass. Yep. It was a dangerous pass, but it was a beautiful no, pass. CD sure. Lamb should have caught it. Sure. CD Lamb's pretty dynamic too, man. 
He, he, like I said, I mean, there was so much hype around him in like fantasy pre-shows and saying you got to draft him. And I'll be honest, I didn't really buy into the hype too much. But now seeing how they utilized him in one game, I, I can see where the hype's coming yeah. from. Yeah, he looked a little bit more like that Oklahoma guy. Yeah. You know, the way they did use him, got him in space. Where, I mean, they have that many weapons. Yeah, can get for sure. people in space. And I thought they called – I'll say this about McCarthy. He's, he seems dull to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's the answer. But I thought they called a good game. Yeah. You know, I mean, I thought when they needed third and four, they got third and four. Isn't now, that? Dak made no. plays, but I thought they called no, a pretty good game. For sure. Now, if you have Ezekiel Elliott in fantasy and you get a point for every play action attempt that he has, <laughs> well, then congratulations because you probably bring about 75 points. To the, or blitz pickup. <laughs> yeah, th- that poor dude, man. I know. I mean, you want to talk about a CBD bath after the game. Uh, I know. The guy That's got all the, he had to do. Yeah, the guy got like, couldn't, couldn't one run wheel route to his <laughs> to like Ezekiel like 22 Elliott? yards, and he's, he's, the, he's the guy hurting the most. Dang. <laughs> Wasn't Kellen? Isn't Kellen Moore calling their plays though? Oh, is it Moore that's calling them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he well, looked he, he looked stressed to the max on the sidelines every time yeah, they showed you're him. Right. They kept showing. Moore. He had like you're 18 right. play sheets, but I wonder yeah. how well, much of that. I, and I don't he's know. also I'm... 15 years old, so of course he looks stressed. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you're right though. It is Kellen Moore. Yeah. I mean, how much influence? McCarthy's got to have a big influence on that though, right? On I mean, the offense? Yeah. Oh no, for sure. He's for got sure. to. Yes. I don't. I haven't yes. paid attention. No. No. I mean, Based on what he did on Green Bay, I assume he still keeps the kind of mentality. Yeah. He definitely has Isn't some sort of. Hasn't just brought the numbers game over. No, no, no. There's more to that. Than, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, that was a good game last night. Hey, what about the Jags now? Here we go. We're, we're 48 hours away uh, from kick in Houston. We'll be there, of course, on Sunday. We, we've talked the game. I mean, we've talked about the Jags at so much. I'm not sure there's much left to say. The Jags mm-hmm. are pretty healthy. They're going to have Tyson Campbell play. If you look at it, again, this is a knock on wood thing that can change overnight. The Baltimore Ravens has been have been hampered. The Colts have been hampered. Uh, th- this changes quickly in the NFL. So count the, your blessings that you made it to one game with only a couple guys injured. But no Trey Herndon where they have a little depth, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. No Travis Etienne, and that stinks. Like we, yeah. that, that really stinks. Like I think that impacts our football team for the whole year. And uh, at least Trey Herndon might be back next week. But this team is healthy. You know, and again, I do this every year, okay? I, I, I think there's a couple of times to, to ask, what they did in the off season, what they did in the preseason, did they do a good job? Uh, hindsight will always say yes or no, because mm-hmm. however it works out is what we're going to grade them on. Well, listen, they got 15 guys hurt. Well, they, they went too hard in camp, then, right? They, mm-hmm. they don't have a good enough uh, performance um, program, mm-hmm. sports performance program. Uh, they, you know, it, Trevor Lawrence doesn't, he throws three picks on Sunday, why did they give Gardner Minshew the one the one reps all the way until whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That that's what so you just don't know. But I do think right now you have to say the Jags being as healthy as they are going into the opener, nice job by Urban Meyer, the strength program, the conditioning program, whatever programs they put in place to get this team healthy and ready and available for week one. I mean, they have to be the healthy healthiest team in the NFL, or if not, they gotta be darn close. No, for sure. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean it's just you know it's the unfortunate loss of Travis Etienne. I feel like if, if you don't lose him, um, then it's almost like you pitch a perfect game in terms of health and getting ready for the season. Yeah, I mean, the time will tell. You know, I mean, the the proof is in the pudding, as they say. And week one, um, a couple of days away right now against Houston, that's going to kind of tell you where you guys are at and, and if what you did, um, if you got the most out of it. Now, I think the NFLPA should probably investigate John Harbaugh of how he's running things because, <laughs> I mean, the, the injury concerns there is just 
baffling to me. I still can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, even uh, Urban Meyer's reaction when asked about it, like he kind of like cut off the question. It was like, oh my goodness, you know. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't believe what's happening in Baltimore, and that's a program they respect a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, but he said that has nothing really to do with how you attack your offseason program and everything. That's more of a structural thing to those injuries. So it was an interesting well, view from Meyer on that. Well, and it's the same thing with Travis Etienne. Like, Travis Etienne, I don't think, got hurt because of, of a lack of strength and conditioning no, program no, no. or any of that stuff. Just it's a just a freaky thing. It's a freak thing. And every team is going to encounter some sort of freaky thing during the season. Yeah, that's the nature of the game. Yep. Uh, so, But overall, that's a, that's a huge thing. And I always go back to 2017 on this because, well, it's fresh in my memory, and I saw it. I, there was a near mutiny in the locker room mm-hmm. in 2017 because of the, the how hard camp was. Mm-hmm. Well, many people that I've talked to say this camp was even harder. Mm. Uh, so if this I mean, camp did, was— do you, you think it was harder like from what you saw? I, it's hard. It's, it's fresh in my mind. I thought it was really intense. I thought all that one-on-one stuff and—, and just uh, even if you just take like those winners and losers days where you're under the microscope, I mean, that's like doing the Oklahoma drill, like every practice is what they essentially did, you know, and yeah. saying, but and I mean, just from to a, an extent, well, not from yeah. a physical standpoint, as much as a mental standpoint Sure, of sure. saying, Hey, I don't yeah. want to lose this rep. I don't want to lose this rep. I got to give it my, own. you yeah, know, yeah. anybody who's done anything. If you put me in a weight room right now with Marcel and you say, Hey, uh, winner gets a free dinner. Uh, I'm I'm exerting everything I got. Without a doubt. Right? Because I'm trying to beat Marcel. You're tapping into my competitive juices. Yes. I thought Urban Meyer and this camp did that better than I've ever seen a camp do that I yeah. can remember. I really did. I mean, so was it harder? Was the recovery longer? Did it go as long? I guess that's debatable. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think what happens, my point in that is in 17, they beat Houston. They beat the doors off Houston. Then they come back and they lose to Tennessee, but then they go win big in Baltimore Mm -hmm. and it validated it it was okay it was like I don't care you worked me I don't care that was a terrible camp I'm in baby because we just won and we look good we feel good we think we're good Mm -hmm. I think this game's important for a lot of reasons but I think for Urban Meyer in the locker room and Urban Meyer and the way he approached things and the buy-in that he had I think uh, a good performance validates that camp whether it was the hardest ever or the second hardest ever or whatever it was I know this Every guy will say it was damn hard. And so it was worth it if we go out and play well on Sunday. I think there's something on the line internally for the Jacksonville Jaguars, along with everything else that's on the line, we think, around this game. No, for sure. I mean, that's what I talked about yesterday is when when you have a game that you know you're supposed to win um, and let's say you lose that game, yeah, there's going to be frustration. There's going to be like, well, maybe we shouldn't do this. You know, there's going to be questioning of everything because I've been on those plane rides when you go to an opponent that you're supposed to beat and then they beat you and that plane ride back, it's been a lot of time talking to teammates saying, well, why don't we do this? Well, why don't we do this? Well, was it something in training? You know, so you, you reflect on everything. Now, if you win, you're throwing a video on, whatever, you're watching, hopefully you got TVs on the on the plane. But if you're doing that, then it's just, yeah, man, we, we, we had a made in the shade. Like, um, Urban Meyer is leading us to victory. Like, he did exactly what he said we were going to do and we did it and it's, everything's gravy. So, We've we talked about this entire week. It, it is an important first game, and we lose sight of the fact that this team won one game last year. You have a lot of new pieces on this roster, but they won one game last year. I don't know how many fan bases throughout history coming off of a one-win season 
the very next season, the first game of like the you know opening um, NFL Sunday, say, well, yeah, they, they got to go to the, an away place and absolutely crush the doors. They, they absolutely yeah. have to curb stomp this team because that's what they're supposed to do. I'm not sure how many times fan bases have thought that, but we do. I do. I think you do. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Well, I'll give you a, a little bit. Of the reason I bring up the camp once again and, and how that feeds in, Houston's a team that, remember, shut down mini camp early. They didn't even, or they didn't even do it. Right? I think they just had skipped it. <laughs> the mandatory mini camp. Yeah. And then they tried to shut down like practice even a couple of times during camp. Yeah. And remember the media got all mad, like you can't do that. Like they basically no, was, were trying to shut down practice. Like, like so that's like where are the Jags at versus where's that mentality at? I don't know. I don't know if it means a lot. I don't know if it it all comes out on a sixty minute game on, on Sunday. You we really don't there's no tangible evidence that one thing works toward the other mm-hmm. it usually depends okay you good enough did you play good enough and and then we'll we'll relate the two together <laughs> no, <for laughs> on sure. monday you know yeah. again they win 31 to 13 i'm gonna come in here monday and be like man <laughs> urban meyer did everything right mm-hmm. they lose 27 to 20 i'm be like all right what did they do wrong mm-hmm. how did we get here how did they not beat them right i mean that's just the way it is that's the way that the, their world works too and they understand that but a lot of importance on this game uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The good news is they are healthy. Uh, and now we see. Uh, how surprised do you think we'll be Sunday? We're going to talk a lot about the Jags in Houston still. We're going to go to Houston in a bit and talk more about the Texans. But how surprised do you think you'll be about uh, whatever? Like, uh, wow, they forced four turnovers. Or, man, they gave up 125 yards rushing. Or, man, Trevor really just threw it all around the yard 38 times. Like, do you expect to be surprised? Or do you have a good feel of what whatever you're going to see you're going to be like yeah that's what i thought that's what i thought they'd be um you know i talked i echoed this a little bit yesterday i think it's going to be a lot more of james robinson beginning to open things up and then they rely on trevor lawrence just because houston's defense what you've seen last year it was kind of bad all around yeah. so i think you can kind of have your pick of what you want to do on offense so they come out and throw like the cowboys for the first quarter you'd be surprised i'd be extremely surprised okay. yeah yeah no uh, i mean maybe they go spread like they did against dallas and maybe they do that who yeah. knows yeah but that's what i'm saying i would be I very surprised i think there is a little bit of who knows here that's why sure. i asked the question but you know and it's funny though because you know what tampa did during the preseason they didn't run the ball at all well tampa bay came out and tried to run the ball in the beginning yeah so um limit those possessions yeah uh, if they give up 100 yards rushing in like the first 20 minutes of the game, we'd be surprised, right? I think if they give up 100 yards rushing in general, I'd be pretty surprised. Really? Yeah. I mean, 100 yards is 100 yards. I think more like 150, then you're like, yeah. whoa, right? Yeah. I mean, you can run for 100 yards, one little run, and the other yeah. 25 were nothing. I think against his defense might be pretty tough. All right, we'll see. So there you go. That's what I'm asking. Like, uh, yeah. We come in here Monday and some of those things didn't work, we'd be surprised. We don't want to be surprised like that. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. love it you know i love jacksonville first of all second of all i don't have a bad guy on my team you know i have good people here i have you know this organization that is you know i got to give shot and coach my own credit that you know there there's i'm not dealing i don't since i've been here i told our staff that's where you got to be very careful about talent acquisition that you know i don't i don't want to deal with stuff i want to coach football i want to be around players that want to win 
That was Urban Meyer with us on Tuesday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 when the head coach of the Jacksville Jaguars joined us live on the program. It was good to have him on. Go check it out on YouTube. You can subscribe. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You can always listen to the show on the podcast. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 as well. So many things to tell you about here on ESPN 690, CBS 47, Fox 30. My goodness. <laughs> Anything you want to add for 95.1 WAPE? Things going okay? Yeah, we're doing good, Everything's man. good. All good. What's like the hot song right now? Uh, um, we're still really big into Olivia Rodrigo. Um, Ed Sheeran released a new song today. Oh, how was Ed Sheeran last night? Can't say I watched it, man. I don't know. I, just, I got home just a smidge late and didn't go back on my DVR and watch that. But here's a fun fact. Um, Ed Sheeran's a Tennessee Titans fan. So there you go, Casey. Congratulations. Hmm. You, you guys are in rarefied air. Hmm. He also has them going to the Super Bowl. Me and Ed, man. Yeah. That's uh, why we got rid of Coos. Yeah. Pinned the Ed Sheeran tweet. <laughs> Titans fan. Yeah, See ya. For sure. I mean, it took two and a half years for us, our crack staff, to figure that out. But nah, I, better late than never. Marcel Robinson, what's happening, man? Nice Dream 18 shirt. Just around the corner, baby. Whatever I can do to support the brand. I'm like a walking billboard for the Dream 18. <laughs> He's actually a walking billboard. Like, I appreciate Marcel. Sure. Because, you know, like, we have a lot of stuff now. Like, between Dream 18 and the mm-hmm. Action Sports Shacks logo and the ESPN 690. You know, Marcel's the only one that sports the hat okay. with you and me on it. I've seen that. that yeah, I know. Yeah, like, yeah. He actually sports well, hey, the hat. I, I have friends that wear that hat. Do you really? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't pay him to wear that hat. Like, no, for he sure. actually wears the hat. And it means a lot because he's, like, like, he's, he's like the, the stylish one of the crew, so it means a lot that he's wearing it. It does. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a good sign. The hat would not look good on me. No, I mean, Plus, it would be wearing myself. It would be aggressive. That, that would, that's what I'm saying. It would be aggressive. I yes. would wear a hat with my face on. Speaking <laughs> of, help me out. All right. Uh, and by the way, if you register for the Action Sports Jack Stream 18, shirt might be an option. Hats are coming in from Shanghai, I think. They were stuck on somewhere. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, they're going to come in, so that's sure. good. Uh, we got towels. People said they wanted a golf towel. I didn't know that was, like, high on the list. So I said, okay. People have spoken. We got a golf towel. And a uh, $20 gift card to PGA Tour Superstore. I uh, got a Dream 18 card. I mean, heck. Go sign up for the Dream 18. You're going to get your money's worth. A few spots. I got another sign up today. So, really, the spots are dwindling. You can probably still get in if I'm kind enough to let you in. Action Sports Shack, Stream18.com. Uh, Cadillac, our title sponsor, of course. And thanks to our loyal sponsors, Law Offices, Aron Scholes, Jacksonville Giants, Best Bet, and Florida Georgia Windows and Doors. Speaking of uh, hairstyles and stuff, what was Cam Newton today? Oh, that's, I mean, Cam. Yeah, is that just that's typical just, Cam? That's just, just Cam, man. So is that like a hole in the top hat? Yeah, you just cut a hole in it. Yeah, he's got that kind of money. It's probably yeah. like a five hundred dollar hat. How about the at whole... least? That's oh a sad gosh, thing. it's got to be more than that. Yeah. Um, kind of say one quick thing before we get into Cam Newton here. Sure. So you watched the video? Well, I kind of saw it tweeted out. I didn't watch okay. it in its entirety. You see the video? You saw a little bit of it. Yeah. So you see Cam Newton rocking what he's rocking, and you see his dad. Yeah, he's got the hat, but well, I mean, let's be honest, his dad, a little less aggressive. Well, but his dad's still a little aggressive. It's, I mean, did you see his dad? I did. I okay, did see Okay, so it. is his dad a little aggressive? Yeah. It's a little aggressive. It, it wasn't like super hereditary. striking. I mean, with the shirt and the hat, I, I find it a little aggressive. It's hereditary. Okay. Well, that's, but, that, thank you. This is my point, though. I've played with Cam Newton's brother, Cecil. Yep. Cecil was never like that, I felt like. Now, he's an offensive lineman, so, you know. Cecil didn't have <clears> juice. Swagless. 
You didn't have the juice. <laughs> oh, it's just good, man. No, no, have you seen Dron Taylor, what he's rocking? Yeah, at the, yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 they've come a long way, let's just say. <laughs> they, the, the, they've made progress, okay? But um, I, I was baffled that Cam Newton's dad also has a little of that in his game, I guess. Some, some people have the juice, some people don't. I guess. Yeah, I don't have it, man. I'm juiceless. I got <laughs> yes, I am too. Dry, yeah. man. I'm just dry. Now, that's one thing Marcel would not say he's juiceless. Oh, no, no. no he's, I, hey, I got the I've juice of plenty. Yes. Here. Do you think Mac Jones would have been uncomfortable as Cam Newton as a backup? I don't think Mac Jones personally would have cared, but I think in terms of, you know, the media and maybe a distraction, I think it could have affected the team. Interesting. Like, I feel like that's not a – I don't feel like it's a an everyday story. I guess if you played – I guess if you played poorly – Mm-hmm. You know, like Justin Fields is going to be a story mm-hmm. with Andy Dalton, right? I mean, if Andy Dalton plays poorly, he's going to hear about Justin Fields. Yeah. I don't know if Mac Jones had played poorly. He's going to be like, hey, bring on Cam, bring on Cam. You yeah. think that w- is that how he would have been a distraction? Um, I, I, I don't think he would have necessarily been a distraction. I can see, I, can, it, I mean, well, obviously we'll never know, but I can kind of see where Cam's coming from a little bit just because of, like he said in the video, because he's such a, you know, a large polarizing figure. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's out there. You know, it'd be different if yeah. he was kind of like, like say, for example, like Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, it's, it's completely different no, than sure. Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Andy Dalton doesn't have his own font. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. No, no, strike, no strike throughs in his Twitter. No, 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 no. Um, but I don't, I don't think this, I don't think it would have been a distraction for Mac at all. I mean, I mean, I mean the guy's been, you know, I mean, he's played it played at Alabama. I don't think he necessarily had to worry about that here at Bowles or whatever, but I mean, whether he plays well or not, Max seems to be pretty, you know, he comes from that saving tree, so he's got to mm-hmm. kind of level Yeah, I mean, he had a five-star Bryce Young behind him. Right, I mean, exactly. I, I don't know, like, I guess it was almost but, like Cam Newton was telling was, is, does that make Cam Newton a bad teammate? Like, I think he's mm. going to be, I think he would have been a good teammate. But no, Cam Newton was basically saying, I don't know if he could handle me as the backup. No, for sure. And to yeah. echo what Marcel said, he's just, he's a polarizing figure. But at the same time, if you're Bill Belichick, don't you embrace that? Like, isn't that your job? Yeah. Like, I mean, you brought in Antonio Brown when nobody wanted him, and now it didn't work out, but like, yeah. you took the challenge. Randy Moss. Yeah. 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 That was I mean, an interesting deal. I mean, it's very, it's not necessarily the same, but it's kind of similar to, you know, the situation here, obviously, between, you know, Minshew and Trevor. Now, of course. Trevor's going to be the guy no matter what. But if Trevor would have come in and kind of, you know, stuck up to join in a game or two, you know, you got Minshew at number two. Let's just say some of those uh, fans in the same one call for 15. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, all right, we got to uh, go to Houston when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.